Hello and welcome to this very first episode of Southside Fringecast. My name is Hannah Fridsgaard and I'm delighted to present this new podcast brought to you by the people behind the Southside Fringe Festival. In this very first episode, our own Stuart McPhee is talking to Jamie McDermott, the director of the Icebox Arts and Music Centre in Gobles. And um, the Icebox Arts and Music Centre is definitely one of Glasgow's most unusual arts and entertainment spaces, if you ask me. And if you've been watching our Plugged In and Wired Festival, then you'll already be familiar with Jamie and this fantastic venue where many of our acts for the festival um, were filmed. Jamie and the Icebox are doing some real pioneering work supporting Glasgow's art scene. And um, if you keep listening, you will hear how the Icebox has survived through the pandemic by constantly evolving and adapting without ever losing sight of the important stuff, supporting the community and keeping the arts alive. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, Hannah, for such a wonderful introduction. I'm here with Jamie McDermott. Hello. Uh, Jamie, can you tell our audience who you are? Uh, I'm Jamie McDermott. I run the Icebox Arts and Music Centre in the Gorbals. Uh, and I've been trapped in here with Simon for over a year. Over a year? Um, yeah. So what kind of events do you guys run? Uh, well, we used to run pretty much everything. <laughs> I keep saying last year, but I keep forgetting it's the year before. Uh, we do music events. Uh, we do cabaret. We do burlesque. We used to do comedy nights. Uh, we just pretty much try and do a bit of everything, essentially. Uh, we do some art shows. Uh, anything that takes our interest, to be honest with you. So a wee bit of everything, essentially. So how did it become the Icebox? I can't actually even remember how we got to the name. It certainly was the day with the temperature in here. There's nothing haunted about that. It's just always bloody freezing. Uh, again, you're in a kind of steel structure, uh, which is really good for sound, but really bad for temperature, as far as things go. We've got a multitude of tiny heaters <laughs> dotted around us at the moment. Uh, and it, it just seemed to be a, a cool name to call it. Uh, we kind of scutted around different things today with fridge and cooler and all that stuff. Uh, and a lot of the better names were taken, but thankfully the icebox wasn't it. So, uh, as we can probably attest, we'll be sitting here with our coats on. <laughs> um, so, why did you decide to do the icebox? Uh, well, we started off as a, just doing promotion work as a New Hellfire Club Glasgow. Uh, and then after maybe a couple of years, a few years of doing that, we opened a shop which was up in the Hidden Lane of Finiston. Uh, that was so we could sell local bands, local, bands, local artists stuff uh, and give them uh, essentially 100% of the profit back off it so they could be self-funded and just help their local art scene. Uh, and we used to have kind of in-store events, but as it was a shop, you could only really have, I don't know, 15 people in it at a time. Uh, we really packed it. I mean, we had 50 people in it at one point, which was absolutely illegal. We should never have had 50 people in it. We had to, like, force people to leave. Uh, and that was like a 12-man drum unit we had in. Uh, we, we should have absolutely have got carted all for that, to be honest with you. You could hear it out in the street, two streets away. We had like the noise uh, meter thing. And you're like, we're going to have to stop that. Can't you have 12 guys with drums in a tiny shop? Uh, and then we realised we needed somewhere bigger because it was cost us a fortune to constantly rent other venues. Uh, and then you've got all the costs. We added risk and stuff for renting other venues as well. 
we thought we'll just try and look for somewhere bigger that's our own kind of home where everything is in the one place. So we've got a shop in the front, the venue in the back, essentially. So, uh, and this was just seemed to pop up at the right time, to be honest with you. Uh, the government moved in, we've moved in. <laughs> and how did you become involved in the Southside Fringe Festival? Uh, I think it was through, I think we'd contacted Karina, or Karina contacted us. Uh, it wasn't, a, I think it was as soon as we kind of moved in here, because she was looking for uh, kind of bigger music venues. Uh, there's not a lot of places, certainly in this area, we're kind of exclusive from what we do in this bit here. Uh, and it being so close to uh, your transport hubs, like the bus, the subways nearby, you can walk to the city centre in 10 minutes essentially for here. Uh, it just seemed to be perfect for the stuff that she was doing. Uh, and the Southside Festival seemed to like her kind of not-for-profit vibe as well, whereas her whole aim is to try and make the artists self-sufficient, or at least help them become self-sufficient by making sure they get paid fairly, essentially. So it seems like some such a simple thing to say, but so little places are actually doing it. I'll try to attest to doing it. The, there seems to be a lot of people in Glasgow still lining their own pockets essentially and we were trying to put a, a stop to that for your end so uh, we just seem to be a good fit for the, the festival I think. And can you tell our audience uh, the involvement you've had in a, a particularly difficult year for the Southside Festival but Aye. Anyway, you guys have supported us a lot? It's, it's been a, a weird year but uh, well, we were obviously we've done the, the plugged and wired all the stuff that you will see coming up soon uh, and we had the folk in here, it was over the course of three days essentially. Uh, so we had folk coming in and doing the, the music sets, uh, we had some comedy sets and that, uh, and it was all done on our stage in here. And it was just great to get some live music and some bloody, I don't know, just some life back into the place again because the stage has been so unused. Uh, I think we've had the odd, the odd band in practicing and that's pretty much it. And it's just been us up putting on as a charity show stuff and taking it away and putting it up, taking it away. Uh, so we just kind of, I don't know, helped you guys facilitate everything that had to be done. Christ, we'd do it again. We'd do the exact same stuff next week again just so we'd have live acts up on the stage. Uh, and we hosted some it poorly. I think. I'm not sure. We've done it one take and I think that's what's important. I'm actually really looking forward to bloody seeing it, even our hosting for it. I'm looking forward to seeing all the acts. So. Yeah, so, so tell us about um, the venue has coped through the, the difficult time period we've been having and the, the things that you guys have done within that. Well, it's been tough at the start because we always slip between the cracks of funding. Uh, thankfully, Network Rail actually helped us with the rent stuff, which is our, our biggest thing down here was paying the rent, obviously. Uh, all the wee bills did they stop but thankfully uh, the bigger bills kind of, they got halved and then stopped for a bit and then got halved again, then stopped for a bit and then got halved. Uh, and then the council finally buckled and gave us a couple of kind of smaller grants. Uh, and it, there's only been the two years in here, so very reduced staff. But we've just kind of plodded through it, to be honest with you. Uh, we had a GoFundMe up, uh, which people just started, it went really well at the start. Uh, the public support for what we're doing here was uh, amazing. Uh, and that kind of, I don't know, it only lasted for about five days and we reached our target, which should have took about three weeks. Uh, so that happened really fast, which gave us the kind of, the spur to just keep going. Uh, because at the start, you think we're never going to make a year. There's absolutely no way we'll make a year. We'll be shutting six months at this rate. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the public started helping you a bit which meant we could do more charity work, which we did do because we had the money to pay the rent then. 
Uh, and this is what a year and a half almost, and I'm still just kind of here. So uh, that's how when they said, oh, you've got a few months left, we were like, well, we can do that. I've done a year and a half already. So, uh, and thankfully, as I said, Network Rail were helping a bit with the, the rental costs. So, yeah, it was still good to uh, do the work, even if it was just two people in doing it. So, so what's the, the future for the icebox as you see it? As you can see about you, there's lots of clothing and stuff. Uh, so this bit is, we've reduced the capacity. Uh, I think, I do think the nature of live music and things for venues and that will change for a while. Uh, you've got a lot of people that have spent a lot of cash investing in uh, doing stuff, stream directed at home, just because they had to. Uh, venues still had to keep cash coming in, bands still had to keep money coming in. So we're already doing all this kind of live stream and stuff. Uh, so you're going to get that for a while and places kind of leaning into that. Uh, you've already got a couple of venues closed and a couple of other venues like opened up, but they're going to be doing exclusive live stream stuff. Uh, so we've kind of half the capacity almost here, uh, certainly for standing events. And we've made half here a vintage clothing shop, essentially. So, uh, And that's so we can still keep doing the charity work as we're going on. So the stuff that we've done for the last year, year and a half, we don't see that changing. We don't. We think that's actually, there's going to be mere demand for people who need help because people are just going to be skint after this for a while. Uh, you're going to get a lot more hardship. So we thought we need to keep the charity work going as well as doing the, the kind of music and arts side of stuff. Uh, so which is why why we opened half it up as a kind of charity clothes shop uh, and yet still have music and events. In a way we've made it more unique because there's definitely, there's nobody anywhere in Glasgow, I don't think, I don't think there's anywhere in Scotland doing that. Uh, it's like a clothing shop, we have venue, we have music shop at the front. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, everything available under one roof. Uh, and we'll be doing a lot more events. In fact, we did Macy events in-house. Uh, again, it's just so we can try and make them the best for the public and for the acts that are actually doing it. So we can make sure the acts are paid, facilitating the, the artists to become make their life easier so they can pay themselves. And that's what it was right for the, when it was a tiny shop, up to a big venue now, up to a big big venue, stroke clothes shop, stroke music shop. So just evolving, constantly evolving. Uh, and I think we'll just, a lot of places will have to do that just to stay relevant and stay open, so. And what advice would you give to bands, uh, artists that are out there just now? And what advice would you give them moving forward? I would just say, uh, keep at it. Uh, we do know that a, a few folk Obviously, the desire just to stop doing what they were doing. Keep at it, keep moving. Uh, do what we're doing and evolve, essentially, what you're doing, because you can't just keep doing loving room shows. You know, there's got, there is a point where there's no more kind of loving room shows, so work with folk like us. Don't work with the bad promoters as well. There's going to be a lot of charlatans now when things start opening back up. Uh, so it'll be a case of contact people at us at Icebox, uh, even contact people at Karina, Southside French, and that contact folk, good folk that you know are out there and work with them uh, to make sure that you, you can be the best you are. So it's like you do the art stuff and uh, let them help you with the, the other stuff. There's going to be a lot of demand for good quality music and entertainment coming up soon. Uh, so it's it's going to be a, a blossoming world again. Uh, so keep at it. I don't mean don't be downtrodden by the last year and a half. We're just glossing over it. It's a do-over uh, and just get back on it again. So let's do it. We'll work on you. We'll work on it with you kind of thing, uh, which is what we want. We think Glasgow can still be shining a light for entertainment in the UK. Uh, and we aim to kind of be at the top of that if we can. So.
And if people want to get in touch with you in regards to that, how would they go about getting in touch with the Icebox? Facebook is the best. Uh, just Icebox Glasgow is on Facebook. Uh, or Icebox Arts and Music Centre, they can type in as well. Uh, there's also Lazarus Business at yahoo.co.uk, which uh, all can write through as well. Uh, folk can use that for booking inquiries. Uh, you can also look for uh, New Hill Fire Club Glasgow, which is our website. And that's .co.uk and it's got our contact us but through it to. Uh, I would say if to get the fastest response, go to the Icebox page uh, because we're always somebody on that monitoring it. Uh, if we're in here, that's the page that's open. We're sitting working on the laptops and stuff. Uh, and it's always been a, a quick turnover and stuff like that is. You get folk that volunteers for us while they're at college, then they get full-time work after it. Uh, so always contact us if you're, you're looking to volunteer for stuff uh, or if you're looking to maybe make a bit of art or put on an event or use the space for something yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to send us an email. And we, if we can do it, if we can accommodate it, we will. So. Well, Jimmy, thanks very much for your time. No, that's I excellent. would uh, shake your hand, but we can. We, we can't, can't do it at all. Observing COVID measures as we do this interview. No lacking people. Um, thanks <laughs> very much for your time. And um, I hope people get a chance to come down and see the icebox Yeah, themselves. definitely. Um, hopefully it'll be very soon. Hopefully it will be very soon that we can get back to live events. And I, for one, cannot wait to visit the Icebox Theatre and Music Centre. We are going to close this podcast with the song Let Me Know by Southside singer-songwriter Barry Noakes. And this song features on his new album, A New Dawn. I've been so lucky that I've already heard the full album and I can say that you've got a lot to look forward to. And the album comes out on the 1st of May. And um, if you like what you hear, I recommend that you check out Barry Nook's performance on the Plugged In and Wired Festival. And you'll find all the details on the Southside Fringe Festival's website, southsidefringe.org.uk. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode it won't be long before we're back with another one so uh, hit subscribe now and join the conversation i'd been solid but now i'm wandering as the tide you leave begins to I'll turn the words you float Against the lines you wrote As the seeds of doubting grow I don't need you to shower me With complimentary love debris Just let me know if I'm Oh, wow.
I'll start fighting my lonely shadow if I don't know what's down below. Well, I'll start scraping the empty barrel if there's no sign of seeds to grow. Shower me with complimentary love, debris. Just let me know if I'm. I don't need you to shower me. Let me know if I'm. Just let. 